What's going on? It's your boy, Mike Maul. This is the Maulin' Over Podcast. Today, today, today. Today, I feel like I should talk about me a little bit. And being that my biological mother has passed on the glory, I should talk about that a little bit. Uh, Give my listeners a little in-depth insight into me, just a tad bit more. And we're going to talk about my biological mother. Her name was Claudette Holton from Cleveland, Ohio. She um, died... What was that? Monday morning at 2.30 in the morning. Uh, so let me give her a moment of silence real quick. God bless. May she rest easy. Rest in peace. So, long story short, I was taken away from Claudette when I was four years old. She had a little bit of a drug habit that she couldn't kick, and it got to be out of hand. So they ended up taking us, and we were gone probably ever since then. <laughs> uh, I retired out of the system, I like to say, because I turned 18 and then 21 and then 25 while still in the system. I tell you this because I believe I said this in one of my other podcasts. You know the history. But I want to talk about how I feel. Because everybody asks me how I feel about her passing and everything. And it's a bit difficult to explain because Tupac said it best. Because my anger wouldn't let me fear for a stranger. But I am not, or she is not a stranger. We actually built a relationship. We just didn't build uh, mother-son relationship. It was more of a friendship, if anything. I mean, I never really got to know her as a mother, per se. She tried. Don't get me wrong, but being that I was so far removed from the whole concept of mother, uh, to no avail, I just couldn't look at her in that, in that sight. But she always called me her son, called my grand, her, my kids, her grandkids, you know, the whole nine. And uh, I just couldn't acknowledge her as that. She is the lady who gave birth to me. She is my biological mother. And I have nothing but respect. I made sure to uh, make sure I respected her in all ways. I never disrespected her. Um, you know, never would. Don't let other people disrespect her either. Because at the end of the day, she is the one, the reason that I'm here. You know, uh, but in her passing, you know, I found out I'm not sad necessarily because of the passing. I know that that's something that's come and I have a different view of death. Oftentimes, I don't always look at it as a bad thing, especially when you know some people's backstory, you know what they may be suffering through. So sometimes death is a sense of relief to some. I mean, she had a lot of ailments and everything going on, stuff that could have taken her out. But it's almost like that skit on Ricky Smiley. Like, this could have did it, that could have did it, this could have did it, but that ain't what did it. 
You know, it ended up being something, something different. But I felt as though I was cheated. Because I often seen, especially in my mom family, I seen people who were shown love and were, uh, uh, you know, loved on and hugged and treated and spoiled and everything. I seen everything that you could want to see in a family, you know, uh, or what I thought. You know, I used to watch Roseanne and think Tom Arnold was a good dad, so I don't think I had a very good view of what fathers would do, but I think his family is something that should stick together no matter what. You know, they uh, help each other out when they're down and when they're up. They're just always there to lend a hand and do what needs to be done to help each other advance. And I think that's what family is about. I don't believe in blood being family. I think blood or non-blood can be my family. I mean, at the end of the day, your family ain't necessarily who you have the same bloodline and genes. That's that's your relatives. Your family is the one who love you and would do for you the same way you love them and would do for them. Your family is the ones who who would be willing to put themselves second so that you can be first. Your family is the ones who would sacrifice so that you can have. That's family. So if I call somebody my family in the in the regards of actual family, that's what I'm talking about. You know, uh, most of my best friends, I don't call them my best friends because I can almost call on them for anything. They are my brothers. And that's how I, when I introduce them, that's what I introduce them. I don't say this is my best friend. Now, in talking, you may find out they're my best friend, but when I introduce them, oh, this is my brother. This is my brother Lano. This is my brother Otis. This is my brother Will. Will is actually my cousin, but I call him my brother. This is my brother Javen. This is my brother David. This is my brother uh, Larry. You know, this is people that I know I can call on and they can call on me and I'm there for them. You know, Tay, Adam. I mean, man, I got Ray Sean, mostly. Joe, you know, I can, just people I can call on if I needed something ever. I know that they'd be there to help me and I would be there to help them. But the thing about me is I'm there to help anybody and everybody. Yep, I'm that guy that'll help you even if I don't necessarily like you. I'll still help you because that's just how I am. That's how I'm built. You know, uh, my goal is to always uh, help somebody get ahead, man. And push people to, to be the best version of themselves while pushing myself. Sometimes I forget to push myself. And my wife got to remind me to put myself first and push myself a little harder uh, to do things that I need to do. And, and I'd be mad once you do it, but I appreciate it later. And I think I do the same thing for her sometimes. But, Claudette, I felt cheated, man. Um... Like I said, I was watching and seeing all these things that I believed was family. And, you know, I used to always say, well, I went through this and I went through that. And, you know, since I did that, that made me who I am. Or since I didn't have a mom, that made me be the way I am when I love all my kids. Since I didn't have a a, a dad, uh, 
I was able to be a dad for my son. And and uh, since I grew up in the hood and lived with rats and roaches, that's why I like to keep my house clean or not to be around dirtiness. Or since I used to, you know, shun showers as a boy, now I love showers and I hate the smell anything but good. Anybody that know me know I don't like to stink. It's not my thing. But um, I can say all that, but I'm going to say it this way. All that didn't do it. I was going to be who I was going to be regardless. So I say I was able to do all that stuff in spite of what I've been through. And they tell you, you don't look like what you've been through. I sure don't. And I thank God for that. I got a whole story to tell, and it's going to be in a book. I already told y'all that. Um, I got a men's journal I'm trying to push, and uh, we're going to talk more about that later. But I really just want to focus, because there's a lot of kids who've been through the system. They've been uh, foster adopted or, you know, um, uh, uh, what is it called? Intermediate care, you know, taken from their parents, a lot of things. And let me tell you some things about uh, foster and adopted kids. One thing, we already feel like we don't fit in. So we really don't need you to tell people that we adopted all the time. I think that that's one of the things we just, we just don't really like that too much, if I may be honest. At least I didn't. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and being that I was adopted and uh, all that, my family never treated me like I was adopted. I mean, there was never no real difference in the treatment. It was everybody got treated the same. Now we have reasons for that, but everybody just love on everybody. In our family, if we bring you in, call you family, love on you, feed you, break bread with you, and all that, guess what? Until you dismiss yourself. You are family, and we going to love on you tough. That's just how my family is. If you don't believe, ask any of my friends, anybody. And believe me, when you don't show up to events, Netapoo looking like, where's so-and-so? Why they didn't come? Or, you know, just things like that. So you got to really think, man, I value family over everything. And I do that because lack of there or in spite of that, I still was able to overcome what I've been through and I don't let it dictate who I am or why I am who I am. I'm who I am because God chose me to be who I am. The rest of that is just extra. But God chose me to be the man that I am today. I always tell people God chose me and he changed my name just like he did Simon and Saul he chose me, he changed my name, and made me be great. But Claudette is flying high right now, man. And uh, when I went to see her, she was breathing. She had all these tubes in her and all that. And I didn't want to see her last image being her passed away. Because, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on, and I ain't going to get into all that, but um, I didn't want to see her passed away, man. I wanted to see her. When I told her peace, I wanted to make sure she was living. And, and you know, 
being able to be okay. Now she was heavily sedated, but she was comfortable. And I just wanted to say my peace to her, tell her I loved her, or I love her, and that, you know, she knows I forgave her years and years ago. We had a good relationship. She called me all the time. I called her often. I would say I called her more than often. I called her a lot, all the time. You know, we've done a lot to uh, keep our relationship afloat, our bond afloat. And uh, I can honestly say that she would call me just to check on me, just to laugh and joke with me. And I always had a short joke for her or whatever. She always checked on the kids. And um, I ain't gonna lie, man. I'm a. I think I'm. I know I'm gonna miss that because though I didn't have a mother, I appreciated her efforts of trying, even when she would get on my nerves, and I'm talking on my last nerves. I appreciated that she tried above all. Um, I remember the reason that we even was able to open up and be who we were to each other is because my boxing trainer at the time, Sonny Oliver, God rest his soul, told me, you know, if you holding that grudge on your mama for what she did when she was young and dumb, then you wasting your life and you carrying around something that she may not even be no more consumed with. And I was like, what? That don't make sense. So what ends up happening is, she said, I talked to her, we ended up talking, I reached out to her, because he kept prompting me to, I reached out to her, and she said, yeah, I forgave myself for that years ago, and I just hope that you will forgive me, and I told her, I forgive you, and I, I, will, I will do my best to build a relationship with you, I said, but I, I can't tell you I see you as a mother, because I don't, but I will love you as a mother, no matter what, I said, but I'm not going to call you mom. And I'm never going to disrespect you. And she said that was cool. She asked me to call her Cece. And I told her that. And she asked me if my kids could call her Mama. And I told her that would be fine. Because my kids don't not know the connection. My kids know her as Mama, who always asked about them. Always, you know, wanted to talk to them. Gave them like, <laughs> I remember the one Christmas she gave them some stuff. And it was some. Some little stuff that she had got. I don't know where she got it from. I didn't care, but I was happy that she tried to give them something from her. You know what I'm saying? I wish I still had it, to be honest with you, because I'd have held on to it. But I said all that to say, we always say life is precious and give the roses while they can still smell them, or at least that's what I always say. And I did just that. I gave the roses, the furniture, <laughs> the microwaves, the TVs, the candy, the Jolly Rancher bags. Uh, the sugar-free ones, the ones that wasn't sugar-free, the Kit Kats, the dinners. You know, we gave her everything. We laughed. We danced. I brought her down to Akron for the first time ever in her life. Brought her to Akron. She had a good time. She danced. We kicked it. I mean, before I got back into church, I used to give her bottles and and and, and, and liters of whatever she asked me for. You know, on her birthday, I would send her money. I'm not saying all this to get an accolade or a pat on the back for what I did. You know, but I'm just saying I gave her her roses. So I didn't feel real down and sad and torn because I felt like our relationship 
was better than it would have ever been if I'd have stayed mad at her forever. And if I'd have stayed mad at her forever, she would have passed and I never would have had closure. I am at peace with her passing because I got closure. I'm saying it to say a lot of us, or maybe some of you guys that are listening, need closure. I don't care if you all your mom did you wrong, your dad did you wrong, your uncle might have touched you, your granddad might have touched you, uh, you know, whatever the case, you need to get closure. Because when them people pass away, if you feel like you didn't get to say what you wanted to say or do what you needed to do, you're going to feel empty, lost, and left out. The only thing I feel in this whole situation is cheated because the emotions I want to show or wanted to show it's like the the heavy crying and grief and burdenness of not having a mother. But I never had a mother. I had Claudette. And my biggest mother figure of all is Renetta. I mean, I had Mama, also known as Miss Ma. But that's a whole nother story. But I will say that whenever I was young and I looked up for somebody to do or be or help or lean on, it was always Renetta and Deandra. They the ones who always, I always went to when stuff was going the way that it was going. So I started calling Claudette and I just wanted to build a friendship. You know, because I know people who have been looking for siblings for years. And then they find their dad or they do a DNA test and they find out who their dad is. And they're like, I don't even want to talk to him. I don't even want to do that. I believe everyone should build a bond or a chemistry. Even if y'all ain't best of friends and all that, be able to communicate with this person or that person, rather, that you may have just found your connection to. Y'all may, it might be your dad. Say you ain't seen your dad, you never knew your dad. When you get over, you find out your dad is so-and-so. Start to connect with him. Reach out to him. Talk to him. Like I said, it may not be the best. He may ask you for gifts all the time. You can always tell him no, but at least you build a bond with him. That bond is what you're going to remember. With Claudette, that bond is what I remember. I remember how she called me. How she always said, my son, my son, my son. And how proud of me she was. And, you know, how proud of Kiki she was. And, you know, if you knew Claudette, she was crazy too, though. Don't just let me sit here and make it seem like she was just, she was off the hook. Because if she ain't like you, she ain't like you. But all that to say, you know, Claudette was good. I, this podcast today is about Claudette. I haven't posted anything about Claudette. And I'm not going to. This is my post. I'm dedicating this whole show to Claudette Holton. You know, she told me her middle name once. I just can't remember it. But I knew her as CC anyway. And uh, I'm going to miss her. So this is my post. This is what I say to everyone. So that hopefully one day they can get the same closure and feel how I feel when they're in the same situation, be it their biological mother, their real mother, whether they're close, far apart, 
Do what you want to do for them while you can do it for them and while they can enjoy it. Don't wait till they get dementia, Alzheimer's, heart attacks, cancers, all that other stuff that take them out. And then you want to try to bring them stuff because you see they're dying. Do what you're going to do while they can enjoy it before all that hit and the time you got with them. I seen a post and it said you only get one mother. Well, I can say I got a couple more than one. And the one that was actually biological, I only got one of them. And the bond we had was crazy. She always comes in, hey, boo-boo, let me tell you what so-and-so did. And that's how it always started. And we talk for hours sometimes. Sometimes we talk for 20 minutes. Sometimes we talk for two hours. She would tell me all her stuff, tell me who did what and what did who and <laughs> what my, my 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 godfather Skinny would do and did and, you know. Oh, man, it's just a whole bunch. You know, I used to ask her all kind of questions and she'd be answering it for me. But she always lied when I asked her if she was smoking cigarettes. She'd be smoking a cigarette on the phone, puffing. Talking about, no, I ain't smoking. I said, I can smell it through the phone. She'd crack up laughing. Anyway, so this is my paying homage to Claudette. I thank her for what she did for me as far as bringing me into this world. I thank her for, you know, what she did for my sisters, my brothers, my brother. Because without her, we would not be here. But I can also say, without her, I probably wouldn't have pushed myself to be the parent that I am in spite of not having her. That's just something to think on. If you're holding something against somebody, let it go. Some people say it's like taking poison and waiting on somebody else to die. Stop holding grudges. And don't do your people wrong. Don't sit there talking about them behind their back. You know, about you know what they did or didn't do to you or how they was or wasn't there. Or who was there, who wasn't. Just love on them, in spite of. I guarantee you, it's way more rewarding. But anyway, I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say this, and then I'm done. Love transcends time and space. Love is priceless. Love is one of Jesus Christ's key components of his speeches. Of when he tells you tells you of what love is, how it's kind, how it's patient. It's one of the key components. Love is bigger than you. Love doesn't have to be so intimate all the time. Love is just that. Love. That's my time. Peace. Mm-hmm.